Hi, and welcome to the Savage Podcast. I'm Rose, and I'm a content creator going by the handle Cheap Lazy Vegan. And I also own a vegan cafe by the same name as the podcast, which is Savage Cafe. And I'm Daniel, also a vegan and one of your favorite guest stars on Cheap Lazy Vegan's YouTube channel. We're two friends currently living in different countries and we'll be giving our savage take on all things life, veganism and the latest trending topics. So basically, whatever comes to our minds because we love to talk. You are currently listening to the previous episode of this podcast, but if you would like to listen to this week's episode and get some exclusive content, go over to patreon.com slash the savage podcast. Hello, and welcome back to the savage podcast. Hello, everybody. Hey, guys. So, um, Rose, do you know what our, lo- our lovely topic is for today? <laughs> I think we're talking about modern romance, are we That's, not? We are, but I thought we'd do like a little, not like a spin. We're still going to talk about modern romance, but there's a big Ooh. section of modern romance, which is like talking about different cultures and international love. And I thought... Oh, God damn. Yeah, you want to talk I, about the international love? I do. And I was thinking, <laughs> because you and me are such international love connoisseurs that we, <laughs> and experts of internationally dating, um, that we could... Oh, God damn. Deep dive into this uh, interesting topic, you know? Well, for those of you that are just listening, you do have no idea what we're talking about and yeah. why we're so crazy. <laughs> uh, well, we did an episode of... Uh, what, what was it, like two or three episodes ago, mm-hmm. maybe? Yeah. Where we discussed uh, the book Modern Romance by Aziz Ansari. And yeah. it's basically a book about, uh, you know, the modern dating sphere and mm-hmm. why it's so hard to find love. Oh, God damn. <laughs> it's so difficult. And, and it- today... Today's yeah. the continuation of that discussion because we have a lot to say about this topic. Exactly. We, we have so much to say. And it is a really, like, it's an interesting one because, again, you know, it looks at how especially like technology and everything and also like our cultures and everything is shifting um, and how that's impacted and changed the, the every or every day, the, the face of modern romance, you know, what it's like to be, to be dating. Um, on that note, I actually do have a little rant before we start. Um, oh, you have a rant? Yeah, about dating. Is and it regarding the dating apps? It is about the dating <laughs> apps. I'm so angry and so frustrated. Oh my God. Well, can we just say that we are both on the apps now? Oh, oh shit. Oh, God damn. I didn't know we were going to get that personal, Rose. God oh, God damn. damn. I just came out as uh, being on the dating apps. Oh, okay. God damn. I just came uh, out. Mm-hmm. I just came out as well. You know, I just came <laughs> out. I'm on a dating app, guys. I'm going to tell my parents. Uh, um. it's, it's been a while since I've been on the apps. And let me mm-hmm. just tell you that it is not. It is not a... Uh, it's not a fun time sometimes. It's a barrel you want, of you laughs, rant? you know? Yeah. I'll let, I'll let you rant first. So, basically... Um, yeah, so so I'm back in Calgary, for those of you that don't know. Um, I'm doing my 14-day quarantine, and of course, I was a little bored, and I was like, you know what I'm going to do is, for when I'm out of quarantine, I want to set up maybe some dates, and you know, I'm, I'm, I'm in Calgary at least for a, lo- for a while, so I kind of want to like see what happens romantic-wise. I'm open to like relationships, so see what happens. Um, for any of those listeners, you know, that's uh, single, feel free to slide into my <laughs> DMs. <laughs> How many male listeners do we have? you think i think it's most a, of our listeners are female this is true it's a very small percentage i think on the stats it was like nine percent or something so yeah sounds about right yeah yeah um so so yeah so anyway i'm back in calgary you know in my quarantine i thought you know what i'm gonna 
reactivate my dating profile and I'm just going to go for it. See what's out there. See what new options. Mm-hmm. Cause I haven't dated in Calgary for like over six years. So oh my God, I was for a, a long time, a long time. I was a young 25 year old man when I was dating in this city. So want to see what's new, right? So as you do download, <laughs> download the apps. Uh, well, I only downloaded one. I'm sticking to one for now because I want to like, Oh God damn. You took, you cold. No. God damn, I just like having a blanket with me. You know that. Oh God. That's true. I, I have a sweater because I'm in my basement and it's a little chilly. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, so, you know, download, downloaded one app. I'm sticking to one for now because I want to like, I feel like when I was in London, for example, I'd have multiple dating apps going and then it gets really crazy because then you have like multiple conversations on multiple apps and it just gets to be too much, you know, like, well, Daniel said to me that he's trying to decrease the jam problem. And exactly. I told him, well, you know, the jam problem is only a problem when you have lots of choices. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's so true. So for those of you that didn't listen to the previous <clears throat> podcast, a uh, really, really quick thing is basically the whole uh, theory of the jam problem is basically to sum it up, the more options you have, the harder it is to make a decision, basically. Mm-hmm. Basically, um, the more samples of jam you give out, the, the less likely people are going to buy the jam. Okay. So basically exactly. you want to dec- the decrease like- the sample size of jam so that... exactly. Uh, you know, people buy the jam. And in this case, jam is uh, men. People. <laughs> but it's interesting too, because they said that the jam problem as well is the more options you have, the more likely you are to sample many different types of jam, but never yeah, buy. So we're sampling the jam, Daniel. Oh, we're damn. sampling the not, jam. We're never going to buy it. sample here in Calgary, you know, let me tell you. Um, <laughs> That's but, what I'm saying. I feel like the jam issue is not an issue here is what I'm saying. This is, it was this is definitely this an is, issue in London. Definitely oh God, an in issue London? in London. This is the thing in London, like dating can be really fun, but at the same time, it's almost overwhelming because there's so So many options. Just too much jam. Too much jam. You don't know what you're doing. It's like, you know, you're talking to one jam, another jam comes out the corner, (laughs) you know, you're just... You got to taste that jam too, you know? Exactly. Next Next thing thing you know, there's just too many different kinds of jam. And next thing you know, it's a jam explosion. Yeah. And and you only have one piece of toast. What are you going to (laughs) do? What this is... (laughs) Oh my god! <laughs> I love this random analogy. I know it's so I'm good. Just I just love use it. it all the time. I'm just gonna be like, there's yeah. just too much jam. Oh god! It's so true though. In a big city, that is a huge issue. That's definitely what I found in London yeah. when I was living there. And like, yeah, you're right. Like, dating is really fun because again, we're I'm just out mm. there just tasting all the jam, and yeah. then you know when it comes to actually maybe committing to someone, you don't want mm. to. Too yeah, much this is more true. jam out there to try. The interesting thing is, I think this would, you're right. Like, especially in big cities, like, like London, like New York. Um, the interesting thing, I'm going to finish going mm-hmm. on this rant and then later we'll talk about it. But the interesting mm-hmm. thing is that's not always the case in bigger cities. So we're going to take a little deep dive later into what dating is like oh, in Tokyo. And <laughs> we'll talk about some of the things that go on there. So it's, it's, it's partly the jam issue, but then also there can be cultural, um, things that are going on in a country that can also really impact the um, dating scene, which is interesting, but right. So you want to finish your rant? <laughs> okay. Yes, I do. I really want to finish my I rant. Can't wait. My, I can't wait. Oh, I just, I'm so angry. Okay. Like, okay. Tell me, thing, tell me why you're angry. That, tell me everything that frustrates me is I'll be on the apps, right? The app. And I will match Tinder. With people. Is it Tinder, Daniel? It is Tinder, yeah. In case you uh, guys want to match Daniel, he's on <laughs> Tinder. Yeah, but it means that I have to like them too, you know? <laughs> oh, shit. 
Uh, just kidding. Just throwing a little shade there. Um, uh-huh. No, but so like you're on Tinder, right? You match with somebody. Exciting. You're like, yay. And the thing is, because I'm new in Calgary, anyone that's like matching with me, they would have had to be using the app in the last couple of weeks because my profile wouldn't have been on there otherwise, right? So it does tell me that they're right. also relative. Because I know sometimes people will say, oh, if you're on there for a couple of years or like a year, there'll be like old profiles that you might match with, but they're, they've never, they haven't oh. been on the profile for a long time. So okay. yeah. I know for, I know for one, these people are relatively active, right? And right, right, right. so I've mat- matched with a few people and I've started to take the initiative where I'm like, okay, before I would like sometimes wait and see if someone would like message me or whatever. But now I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to put myself out there and start proactively messaging people. So I send them a nice message, you know? Um, so I've had two things happen. So number one, no one responds. Yeah. And I'm just like, I'm like, what is the point of having this app and matching with people if you're not even going to like respond or anything else? So I'm going to give it a little bit more time and then I'm just going to start unmatching people because I'm like, there's, it's just a waste of time if there's no conversation to be had. And I just don't get Uh why people do that. Like maybe they're just on it. Maybe they just like download it for fun. And then they're just like, let's just swipe and see how many likes I get. I heard guys do that sometimes. I'm like, that's just sad. I know, well, one of my friends, I'm uh, not saying any names, but him and his girlfriend, they used to go on Tinder just to see how many people to they would get to like threesome? match with. Oh, <laughs> no, 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 find a threesome. no, no, okay. no, no, oh, oh I've had God, that no. happen where someone's like, um, would you be interested in, you know, in joining me and, uh, <laughs> my girlfriend? Yes. I've had yeah. that multiple times, actually. Do I give out I've some kind that. of, <laughs> <laughs> I think you're giving <laughs> out those that. vibes. How many times, Daniel? Oh, I've had it. I've had it in person. Um, oh, I've had it in person on the yeah. apps. <laughs> Are we just giving out some vibe? <laughs> maybe, maybe we give out like these kind of like I think because we did talk about this before. Slutty like maybe vibes? we give out these like no, not slutty, but like I guess oh, kind of, but like no, like uh, kind of like free spirited and kind of like you uh, know. I see. Yes. Yeah. Like not Cause, conservative. Cause <laughs> exactly, because I've actually had it quite a few times, and I also thought to myself like I had it when but I was you're traveling. Also gay though, doesn't it happen yeah, often tr- when you're gay? Or does it happen know. to you sometimes with straight couples? Like, do no, it was, it was all it was all straight couples that have asked. Oh, yeah. oh shit! So it's a bit like whoa. So then, what, what the- would you do? Do they know that you're gay? Well, I mean, I think it's pretty obvious. <laughs> well, some people are pretty blind, Daniel, or deaf. <laughs> That's true. That's <laughs> the library is open today, Daniel. The library is open. <laughs> Oh, God damn. The shade is real from you, Rose. Thorn <laughs> is out to play, okay? Oh, God Thorn damn. Is not, Thorn is not playing around is what it is. <laughs> no. I wasn't ready okay. for your thorny side this, this afternoon. Oh, uh, Daniel, um, you know. Uh-huh. Continue. <laughs> um, so they don't know, respond. They don't respond. That's problem or, number one. Problem number one is they don't respond. So I'm like, okay, well, you know, get off the app. And for those of you that are listening, if you're using these apps for like a fun little game, don't. Um <laughs> <laughs> Because there yeah, are stop people wasting people's time. You exactly. Know? There, there's people on there that are trying to make real connections and you're fucking it up for everyone. Thank you. Um, <laughs> um, and then the second problem that I have is I'll match with somebody and I'll say something like ask a question or whatever else. And I do get a response. And the response oh, is yeah. very, very basic. Answers the question. That's it. Doesn't ask me Does anything. Does not follow up. Doesn't ask mm-hmm. me. Yeah, like the the recent one that I wrote was like asking like, oh, you know, how are you? How are you coping with this like stressful situation that's been going on with the coronavirus? Blah, 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 blah. And the response was just, hey, uh, getting through it or something. <laughs> Full stop. Oh, my God. Yeah. No, I, I can like, totally okay, cool. relate to this 
the second issue because yeah. I've had the same. I, we've been ranting about this. Yeah. I'm like, dude, can you get a personality? You know, I would like a personality, <laughs> please. It's like, if I ask exactly. you a question, can you please learn how to have a conversation? You know, I assume you've been on this earth for 30 years. You know how to have a conversation, but clearly like, you do not know how to have a exactly. motherfucking conversation. Exactly. And it's e- even just like out of like kind, not kindness, but like if I'm asking Courtesy. you how you're, you're, co- you're coping with this situation, are you not going to flip it on its head and say, well, what about you? How are you finding it? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, exactly. just common. But you know, maybe it's a good thing because then that helps you weed them out. You know what I mean? You're like, okay, yeah. this bitch has no personality. This bitch doesn't know how to, you know, continue a conversation like a normal human being. But the, the so number true. of people, what I notice is that the number of people that are incapable of continuing a, you know, just a little bit of back and forth is like astonishing. It's like, yeah. it's gotten progressively worse, I think. Yeah. Because I don't remember it, having it, this it, issue back then, you know? No. It could be that like a lot of people, I I think a big problem is that maybe a lot of the people that are on these apps aren't taking it seriously. So that's one thing. They're kind of playing it as more of a game. And then also I I do think, yeah. And maybe there's something to be said about the fact that maybe some of these people are just not great digital communicators and maybe they are better in person. I don't know, but like, you're right. This is, it, it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be like pulling teeth to get somebody to yeah. have a freaking conversation. Do you know what I mean? Like, look, look, it's yeah, actually I, ridiculous. Yeah, I get what you're saying. It is true that some people are, of course, digital communication, like I've said, Daniel is mm. terrible at, but you're not actually that terrible compared to some of these people, clearly. Mm. Um, but digital yeah. communication is very different. But at the same time, when you're on an app where you are supposed to connect from a text by text basis until you can actually have a conversation, you would expect them to make at least semi of an effort, especially with (laughs) catches such as us, you know? Exactly. (laughs) It's like, excuse me. You would think, you know what I mean? Do you know who, like, do you know how awesome we are? (laughs) (laughs) Well, at the end of the day, Rose, I look at it like this and I think to myself, yes, as frustrating as it is and as frustrating as, you know, this, oh God, anyway, it's their loss, right? So, um, yes, you know, for those is. of you that, for those of you that are watching, if any of you have been one of our <laughs> potential matches and you've not engaged in a conversation, too bad for you. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe we you've missed out on left. some pretty fun times. <laughs> oh, <laughs> this is true. In that I case, think, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. We apologize. No, but I think that there's something to be said that maybe, maybe, um, in some ways we're still a little bit too picky. I don't know. Um, okay. No, <sighs> this is not a matter of being picky. Okay. When you're on these apps, okay. No, I do get it. Like when I'm on these apps, right. It is probably mm. like one out of like a hundred that I might, you know, like, okay. Mm. So yeah. yeah, I am a bit picky and like, it's unfortunate because you only have so much to go by. And it is like we discussed yeah. before where it's, it's kind of like a catalog. You don't, you can't really look at someone, you know, as a human, um, as if you're picking out like a product, but that's kind of what this exactly, app, yeah. you know, that's kind of what our culture has led us to do because that's all we have to go by. Yeah. So this is it so is true. unfortunate because I mean, I bet you like, you know, mo- a lot of these people that we might swipe, you know, left on or whatever it is, like we might reject on these apps. Maybe if we actually talk to them mm. in person, we might actually, you know, fall mm. for them. But it's unfortunate. Well, there's a lot to be said. Yeah, there's a lot to be said about that. I mean, we did kind of touch on this on the last episode as well, because this is part of the book, um, The Modern Romance. But they mm-hmm. talked about how the more we commodi- commodis- commoditize, commoditize, commodify, 
commodify, commodify. Thank you. commodify. The more that we commodify um, dating, and you're right, like we have certain criteria that we would pick in a in a partner, or a, you know, physically physical attributes and things like that, mm-hmm. um, and we're treating them like almost like a product. Um, and a lot of people that they like surveyed and did interviews with, a lot of them had met their partner um, maybe outside of their app, outside of the app, and they said like, you know if this person was on the app, I might've swiped left to them and not actually even given them the time of day because they weren't necessarily what my, yeah. pardon me, what my boxes were, but I fell for them when I met them. So, you know, it's, it's crazy. But I mean that you could, you could say the same thing. It's not just the app, but you could say the same thing about meeting someone like at a bar or something like half the time. It's like yeah. you only have that, their appearance to go by. So the go only on. way you can actually yeah. like genuinely, you know, connect with somebody is if you actually just got to know people just generally like True. as friends or as coworkers. Yeah. But if you're just meeting people like in a bar or in on an app for romantic mm. purposes, then you only have certain things to go by at that moment. So unless you want to give everyone a chance, yeah, true, true, and true. I'm sorry, ain't nobody got time for that. No, it's so true. <laughs> like, I, it's, so it's, uh, it's, it's the unfortunate result. Yeah, it's true. I mean, I do feel like there's something to be said. Like, you know, I'm not saying that I'm picky or whatever else, but like, you know, there are certain people that I'm going to be naturally attracted to. Do you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I feel <laughs> you like sometimes you can't. <laughs> What's that? I said you are picky. I'm not that picky. Come on. They just have to be nice and, you know, physically attractive you're... and... Uh... <laughs> I think you're shallow. <laughs> I you, just... you, you, you are. You're, you are a little bit. Okay. You like guys in a shallow way. Yeah, but I'm, if, if, if they end up being like a dick, I'm not going to date them. Do you know what I mean? Of course. But yeah. you... Okay, you know what? Let's not go into your psychological analysis. <laughs> let's, let's continue on. Well, Do you have any other well, more rants? No, that was the end of the my apps. rant. So that's just yeah. my current But you know what? You, you just have to be patient and yeah. just realize that, you know what? These people, the ones that don't respond, are not going to be interesting anyways. So mm-hmm. move on. It's true. And, um, and then, you know, at some point you'll catch a few, you know? Exactly. It's like, you'll taste you know, some yeah. really special jam. <laughs> and then they'll, they'll they'll blow your mind, and you'll uh, you'll you'll stick you'll want to put it on every every piece of toast. Exactly. <laughs> I can't stop. I can't. Okay. I can't with Am this I the analogy. One that finds this jam analogy funny. Anyway. Yeah, it might just be us. Okay, so so uh, so that's the rant about dating apps. Um, yeah. Don't waste people's time, people. Exactly. If you're not going to talk to them or have a conversation or learn mm-hmm. how to ask a question. Then get don't off. use those motherfucking apps. Exactly. Get off them. Bitch. Don't okay. waste don't waste our time. <laughs> yeah. Go fucking find someone off the street, okay? Stop wasting people's time on these goddamn motherfucking apps. Especially when they are exactly. engaging Thank you, you in conversation. Exactly. You know? Or if they're already in relationships, don't be don't waste our time on the apps either. You know what I mean? Like oh you already God. have somebody. You're being greedy okay, now. That is yeah, that is so <laughs> no, that's extra annoying. I know. It should be it's illegal. Like, it should, should be. lock these people up. <laughs> <laughs> they should be locked out of these apps and not allowed. Oh, God. Um, but I guess those, I guess for those people that are looking for threesomes, then I guess the apps are a good way to go. But still, well, just threesomes get off are different. Find- yeah. If you're, if you're looking for a threesome, sure. You know what? Maybe yeah. there should be an app for that. Okay. There should be, there should be a separate app for threesome people. Yeah, Maybe there so are. They can do their, I don't know. They can do their own thing yeah. elsewhere, you know? But if you're um, in a relationship and you just need a, an, an ego boost, just don't. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. Anyway. (laughs) So the topic for today, as I mentioned before, is all around kind of like international romance, I guess. And I guess because me and Rose, we both spent some time living abroad. 
um, specifically in London. So Rose has lived in London. I've also lived in London and then I lived in Spain and then you did some exchanges too, Rose. Were you like yes. dating actively the, during in, the exchange? Um, or you not know, really? I wasn't, I was living in, uh, Italy and mm-hmm. Singapore Yeah, and I wasn't really dating. It was more, you know, just mm-hmm. fun stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I was just I hear, partying. I okay. Yeah. I was just partying. No, no, exactly. You know, and I was traveling. I wasn't like dating. I wasn't mm. there to like meet, you know, a no, boyfriend, true. you know? This was, this so. was, this was kind of like me in Spain, to be honest. Like, I mean, in London, mm-hmm. I was a bit more serious, like on the apps and everything else. And in Spain, I was just kind of like, you know, going out, drinking, partying, yeah. having a good time. So it was, it was like your own vacation. Different. Yeah, exactly. It was like vacation vibes. Mm-hmm. Um, so modern romance goes into a few different cities globally around the world, which I found really, really interesting. Um, and I thought we could kick off our world tour in a city that you would think, because again, we talked about, you know, bigger cities, there's a lot of stuff going on and, you know, there's lots to do. It's very vibrant. There's lots of people there, lots of jam, as Rose likes to say. (laughs) Um, so you think that dating would be, you know, really interesting and lots going on like it was in London and probably I would assume New York. So the city that we're going to talk about is Tokyo. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Tokyo. So the interesting thing with Tokyo, which I find really, really fascinating is, um, so again, it's Tokyo, as many of you know, it's a booming metropolis, lots of stuff going on. Um, however, in case you did not know that, that's true in Japan. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, but however, they're actually facing, and at least like, and I'm, I'm sure it still reigns true today because I know that the, the book was done yeah. in, I think, 2014 or 15. So some of the stats might be a little bit old, but I think that they're still, they still hold still true today. Yeah. They're actually having a crisis in Japan, uh, where so much so that uh, the government is getting involved. So what is the crisis, cra- Daniel? Tell us so the, the crisis. Cri- so I'm going to give you, I'm going to throw some little stats here and I want to, <laughs> uh, these stats, honestly, I like almost, did you I not to, know this? Did you not know that Japan had these issues? Well, I knew that they had, okay. I knew that they had the issue of, um, a declining population. So an aging right. population, basically mm-hmm. that I did know. What I didn't know is the extent of how bad it was of people, young people not getting into relationships and having kids because right. my whole mentality is just that there was a lot less young people. So they were still getting together and having kids, but the older generation was, it was getting, it was basically the aging, aging population. Oh, but okay. So you thought I that the problem was because of the aging population, which is why less exactly. kids were being born. You didn't know that it was just people just didn't want to have babies. Exactly. Right. I didn't realize, and I didn't realize to how, the degree of, of this craziness. Like I'm going to okay, read so these stats, the stats and like, Daniel. they're, they're like so mind these stats, blowing. Are I, they from, are they from the, the book? Yeah. So they're from the book. Okay. Um, and just so they've be, shifted a little bit, but yeah, so they, exactly. So the, a mm-hmm. lot of these stats were around 2013, 2014. So just keep that in mind. So some of the numbers might be a little bit off, but it does kind of highlight really specifically the problem. And in fact, that this whole love, like the whole fact that this love situation is considered a crisis by the government is pretty crazy. So as of 2013, 45% of women between the ages of 16 to 24 were not interested in or despised sexual contact. And, oh God. and a quarter of men felt the same way. That is, it's that's like crazy. We're talking about young people. Like think about us when we were in our 16 to 20s, early 20s. I mean, maybe I speak for myself, but that was a time of you know, <laughs> ravenous hormones and, you know, 
Do you think it's partially that they are just afraid? I think that's what it more so is, right? It could be. It could be that. I think that's a part of it. I think that's a big part of it. Um, one of the things that they mentioned in the book is there's a number of issues which we'll go into as to why this has happened specifically in Japan. Um, but one of them that they said is um, a lot of the time when 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 Japanese kids are growing up, they're they're segregated. So the men are in, yeah. or the boys are in one school, the girls are in another. And what this causes, and this is that even in the co-ed schools, they're still in separate classes and stuff. So there's not a lot of mingling. So it creates this, like, you're not used to interacting with members of the opposite sex. And, um, yeah, I don't know. It's a tough one. And I think you're right. I don't think think that's what it is though, because the thing is, that's how it was for in a lot of Korean schools. For example, when my parents Mm -hmm. were young, they all went to their own gender school. So like my Mm -hmm. mom went to a women's school or a girl's school and my dad went to a boy's school and that was not a problem at that time. So I don't think, I think that's partially, um, yeah. yeah, that's part of why, but it's also, it's, it's not at all the majority of the reason because mm-hmm. if that was the case, then like our parents' generation would not have had kids either. But it's the fact exactly. that it's, no, th- it's all of that compiled with so many other factors like, you know, society, like, yeah. like social awkwardness. Like what's, what's the word? Social anxiety, which a lot of people face. Yeah, I think, social anxiety. Japan. Yeah. Yeah. Continue. Well, that, Give me some more stats. Well, uh, well, I, I, we're kind of oh, going okay. all over the place, but it's totally fine. Like always, um, I'll, I'll read another stat in a minute, but you're right. Like with the, with regards to the men and the women, that's one factor is the fact that they're kind of separated a little bit. So that, that contributes, you're right. It's not everything, mm-hmm. but it contributes. So that's one. Another thing that they mentioned in Japan, which is a really, really big issue is, um, back in the day, there's this whole shift of gender roles, which I guess because really traditional in traditional, like Japanese households, it was like the man was like the successful businessman that took mm-hmm. care of the family. The woman stayed at home with the kids. And this is shifting so much. And it's said that like Japanese men are really struggling to, to grasp this new identity of, you know, not necessarily being the primary breadwinner or being on an equal level with with women, they're kind of struggling with this kind of identity. Um, so right. that's an- another part of it. There's more to it, but which we'll go into in a little bit. So I'll just throw out some more fun <laughs> stats just to kind of show <laughs> how crazy this situation is. And I'm sure it's not just isolated to Japan, but Japan's just such a good example of this. So some more stats. So people aged 18 to 34, not involved with anyone from the opposite sex has risen from 1987. So in 1987, this was 49% for men and it's risen now to 61% for men. So that's 61% of men age 18 to 34, not involved with anyone from the opposite sex. And for women, this has risen from 39% to 49%. So that means 50% basically of Japanese women between 18 and 34 are not involved with anyone of the opposite sex. Right. So, oh God. yeah. And a third, a third of Japanese people under 30 have never dated. A third of Japanese people under 30 have never dated. Never. Whew. Yeah. Ever. See, and this is really, they, they said there's so interesting. There, there was uh-huh. another stat here. I'm going to throw yeah, one more throwing, thing out here. So like literally, stats. okay, I'll, I'll keep throwing them. Um, this is the last <laughs> one pretty much. Um, and basically in Japan, obviously like the Japanese government and stuff is worried, like legitimately worried about running out of Japanese people. Because for example, they said by 2060, the number of Japanese people will go from approximately 127 million. So that number might've changed by now. I don't know how many people live there to 87 million, um, by 2060. 
And 40% of those will be over, will be 65 or over. Oh God, that is so bad. So, I mean, that's like a, this is a full on crisis. It's a huge, huge, huge crisis. So much so that like the government has like stepped in. They're like, okay, we need to start taking action here because, Mm -hmm. you know, Japanese people just, they, I mean, in general are not, are not getting together, you know, like what is going on here? Like, so 25 million um, of the 2014 fiscal government budget was included, was, was, was allocated to dating services in Japan. Like funded by the government. Isn't that insane? Yeah. This is what's crazy. I mean, this just shows you. But it is an actual crisis, right? Because if it, if you go to 2060 and 60, well, however much percentage of people are, if the great majority of people are, you know, seniors. Yeah. That is a huge problem for that government. Well, they, exactly. The they, said, they said 40% will be 65 or over. So That's basically. That's like almost half. Almost half of the population will be 65 or yeah. over. And generally those people are going to be retired or exactly. you know, finishing their last couple years at work. So they're more like not as productive members of, of the econo- economy. Right. right. So more of a kind of drain, I guess. So there's, I mean, Japan yeah. has some serious, serious, um, issues. Oh, I find Japan, um, I find Japan very fascinating because so Obviously, because yeah. I'm from Korea, so I kind of know a little bit about Korea. And Korea also has actually a very similar problem, but also I think very different at the same time. Yeah. Korea and Japan are always compared, yeah. but I think culturally we are very different, yeah. but also simil- there's a lot of similarities. Yeah. So for example, Koreans are also having a bit of a crisis with people not having kids. But I think with yeah. Korea, it's less so that people don't want to have relationships because I don't think that's mm. a problem. It's like, you know, a lot of Koreans yeah. are in relationships. A lot of Korean people, you know, Korean dramas are all about relationships. Everyone is obsessed yeah. with love and they want to be in relationships. But realistically, having babies and having mm. kids has become such a financial burden on yeah, um, most yeah, people. So because of the economy yeah. and the state of the economy and how most young people are having a hard time finding a job and having a hard time yeah. staying employed... They are not feeling ready mm. to have kids. And it is very expensive to raise kids yeah. in Korea because the cost of education there is extreme compared to other places. So I think some of yeah. that is same in Japan. But then we have that issue yeah. plus the issue of people literally just being afraid of the opposite sex, which seems to be a very uniquely yeah. Japanese problem. It's it's really interesting. I mean, um, another thing that they talked about, they talk they do talk um, in about in the in this book about the Japanese economy as well. And it's another similar thing because they were saying like, you know, prior to World War II, it was really Mm -hmm. common for people to get set up by the family, you know, have these arranged marriages and whatever else. It was, I think it was approximately, they said about 70% and that was down to 6.2% now. So a huge change is not not having these kind of arranged style um, marriages. But what took that over for a little while was uh, meeting people at work. Now, the reason that they they theorize why this isn't happening as much is because, and this might be the same in Korea as well, but in Japan, for example, um, its economy, I mean, it's been, it, it, like Japan has a pretty decent economy, right? But it's super, super, super competitive now to get work and jobs. So mm-hmm. for the Japanese people, the workplace is becoming less of a kind of like fun place where they're meeting people to being more like very strictly about work. There's less like work events and mixers and all these kind of things because people are like super, super focused on work because, you know, of how competitive it's gotten. So less people are now having time to meet in the workplace. Right. And... 
actually, this was brought up in the focus group as well that they had with um, Japanese men and women. And one of the things that the guy said, which I thought was interesting, was one of the direct quotes was that he's working. He was a working man. And he said, well, I'm working now. So I just, I don't have time for a girlfriend. Like, right. He was like a 24 year old guy that was like, I'm working. I have no time for, I, I can't have a girlfriend. I have no time. I'm always working. So sad. Yeah. Um, and, and I, I don't know if this is again, uniquely, um, Japanese thing. But one of the things I really liked that came out of the focus groups is this idea of the herbivore man and the carnivore woman. Did they actually, <laughs> so, did they actually say carnivore wo- woman? Is that actually a, yes, a, a term? It's an, actually a thing. This they, is, they, this is a very uniquely Japanese thing. They, they coined this yeah. term herbivore men. There's a lot of things that um, are very uniquely Japanese because this is a very uniquely Japanese yeah. cultural issue. But yeah, one of the issues mm. is the herbivore men where, well, okay, first of all, I hate this terminology, but mm-hmm. whatever. It's kind of funny at the same time. Yeah. Basically, the idea is yeah. it's kind of like similar to saying soy boy, I guess, in Western culture where you kind of like, mm. you know, there are these men that are seen as effeminate. Is that the, is that the yeah. term? And well, they're not very dominant and they're not very, uh, I guess, they're very passive when it comes to you know, yeah. pursuing women as in they don't. Well, it, exactly. It's it, the way they talked about it is like, yeah, basically men who are really, really shy, really, really passive. Um, the interesting thing is they all indicated, they, it said that they showed some interest in relationships and stuff, but they're very, very, it's, it's quite an interesting, like, um, I'm not dichotomy, but basically one of the like young guys that was there was like, okay, during the week he's working. And then on the weekend he would go out with his friend to the bar, like for drinks. And then Aziz was like, well, is this not a place that you can meet potential women and stuff? And he was like, well, yeah, but he's like, if a girl, like he's too shy to approach a girl, right? Cause he's, cause there's that whole fear of rejection and a bit nervous and anxious about it. But at the same time, the guys in the focus groups commented that if a girl came and approached him, and gave him the number, they wouldn't like that because that's kind of sleazy and they're looking for this. They, I'm going to say this wrong, but they're looking for a girl that is CISO or size mm-hmm. say so, which means like pure, like mean? a really su- a sweet, innocent girl. And and they say this, there's a the problem girl, right there. Yeah. They said if a girl's so open and smiling and winking to them at a bar or giving them numbers, it's just like they wouldn't want their girlfriend to be like that. And they'd be embarrassed to introduce her to their family. Yeah. And, like, Basically, that's that's there's the problem right there. I think the problem, yeah. one of the biggest problems with cultures like, for example, Japan. Um, obviously, mm. again, there's some uniquely Japanese issues, but again, similar kind of issues yeah. in Korea as well is that these mm. cultures are incredibly traditional and conservative in nature, and yeah. these cultures are, you know, Japan and Korea are both, I believe, part of what is called like tiger the tiger economies of Asia, where uh, the economies. Yeah. Bl- they basically exploded in the last few decades. Yeah. So basically it's completely changed from when our parents, when my parents were young, it was a completely different world in Korea and in Japan. And because of this huge boost in the economy and technology and all of these things, all of a sudden you see in just a few decades in just one generation, uh, you know, these Mm. countries in Asia have become, you know, global powerhouses and now are pretty much on the same economic playing field as, uh, you know, a Western civilization. Civilization. Yeah. Yeah. With less conservative, you know, ideologies. So now we have like conservative Asia meets the economic powerhouse of, you know, the, the new, you know, years. The new world. Yeah. The new world. And 
And I think that is where there's so much clash because on one hand, you know, everyone's working and we're all living this like, you know, modern world life. And then on the other hand, you have these men that don't want women to approach them, but also they're kind of been, they've been also kind of coddled in that they're not actually like, you know, the traditional manly man. So they can't go up to them. Exactly. You know, you know, it's a really funny point to, to, to bring up that, that just, that I just remembered, um, from the book as well. That's, this was another issue is that a lot of these men, they stay at home for a very long time. And what Mm. happens is the typical like Japanese mother would like, and you say coddle is like a perfect word is that they would just literally do everything for these guys. And because they're, because they're used to their mom, like being there, like doing their laundry, cooking their meals, doing everything. They're really like, they haven't matured maybe mature is the wrong word, but they're, they're, they're just kind of like in this kind of like almost like an infant state. And that's why they're nervous yeah. to approach women and all of this stuff. Cause it builds this kind of like anxious anxiety, you know? So yeah, totally. Um, it's kind of the perfect storm in Japan because if you take the flip sides, so you have the men that th- this situation going on with the men, the herbivore man, right? <laughs> then you have, then you, then you have an opposite situation happening with the women because now, you know, in the last kind of, 20, 30, 40, 50 years, women are really getting into the workplace. Right. They're like liking having careers. They don't want to be necessarily the traditional um, stay-at-home mom, making the dinners, yeah. doing all this stuff. And actually, a lot of the women in the focus groups, interestingly enough, they are reflecting that they want the men to take more action. They wanted them to step up, ask them out. And one one of them quoted, which I thought was quite funny, this that the Japanese men's need of constant assurance and comforting is really, really irritating to these <laughs> carnivorous women. <laughs> oh, why are they called, wait, are they called carnivorous because they're like on the prowl? Is that why? Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Like and they're probably I'm not, not sure. even, they're probably just like, they're probably still really, you know, girly and just, you know, yeah. compared to Western women, they're probably not carnivorous at all. And, exactly. but in that context and in that culture where they're mm. expected to be like, hello, oh my God, hi, kawaii, you know, all that shit. Then like, yeah, you know, they're expected to behave that way. So even yeah. anything outside of that is considered like not feminine and not, yeah. you know, attractive. And yeah, that's exactly. really interesting. But it's, well, it's, it's so sad, you know, it's, and it it's, creates it's a the, major clash. Huge. Because if you have the men going in one direction, the women going in the other, no one's meeting in mm-hmm. the middle now and it's getting such a mess. Um, one of the girls actually mentioned, and this is just kind of like showing you like isolated incidents, but I think it's like what is happening more and more often. But one mm-hmm. girl in the, the focus group, she said it's really, really difficult. Like she has approached guys in the past, given her number. And there might be some texting back and forth, but even the guys are so shy and anxious that when they're texting, it's never like flirty or anything. It's like very like matter of fact, like very formal. So one example that they said is this guy was asking this girl how to cook a cabbage. So he like texted her and was like asking her to cook a cabbage. And I guess Aziz was like, oh, is this was, was this kind of like a, 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 a cute way to like invite you over for dinner or something? And she was like, no, he just wanted to know how to cook the cabbage. <laughs> <laughs> His mom wasn't there to tell him. Exactly. His mom was, his parents were on vacation and he was struggling because he was making his first homemade meal at 33 years old, you know, um, needed some help Uh, with that cabbage. (laughs) Oh God. And another thing is, I love how we went from wanting to talk about modern dating to just talking about just dissecting the Japanese cultural situation. Um, But I love it. You know, I could talk about Japan all day, every day. It's so interesting. There's so many, I I saw this one. It was, there was like a documentary on YouTube. It was like a YouTube, I don't know, 
something on YouTube about this situation about like her before men. And yeah. yeah so I don't know if it was vice or I don't know. It was something. And they went, this guy went to Japan and he was like hanging out with these like two guys that were like comedians and they, yeah. um, and you know, they're both, they, they're both, I think they both identified as herbivore men or whatever. And yeah. they would go out. And one time they actually went out and did like a, there was some kind of, you know, uh, event where they could go and meet women. So, you know, they were yeah. sat down with like, you know, maybe there was like three guys and three girls in the table and they were having a good time. And then at the end, yeah. no one got anyone's number or something like that. And then they were just like, yeah. oh, yeah, like we I can't remember the reason, but it was just so like basically, mm. you know, they're just too shy or too nervous. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. it, it's in, it's interesting because those those particular dates those dating events so there's like two that they talked about in in modern romance I don't know if there's more but yeah. like there's the very traditional one and again I apologize for any of our Japanese listeners if I pronounce this wrong but it was called <laughs> gokan gokan and okay. it was a tr- traditional form of dating where basically like let's say I was straight first of all um, and I was with my <laughs> with my with my friends my guy friends we would go with a group of like, let's say you were one of my friends like uh, as a girl yes. and you would bring your girlfriends. I would bring my guy friends uh, and we'd all yes. go for like dinner and drinks and everything else. Now this was the traditional kind of back in the day thing that they would do. However, given the fact that a lot of Japanese men don't have Japanese girl friends, it becomes oh, really, God. really difficult for them to be able to even set this up. So there's a modern way of what they're doing, um, of how they're doing this called Machikan. And basically what this is, is it's like a big event that happens where you could go by yourself. I could go by myself. And again, you'd go, you'd sit at a table with a bunch of other singles. So there'd be girls and guys all together at like a dinner. And then they'd kind of go on like a bar crawl almost. Um, And each person would kind of maybe pay to go to these events. Now, the interesting thing. I think that's what those guys went to. Something like that. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and then there'd be organizers that would like rotate people around and make sure that people are like mingling and stuff like this. So this is the interesting thing as this is where the government has stepped in and they've started actually subsidizing and sponsoring businesses that organize these events. So like yeah. to the fact that they're like giving a bit of money, like to each of those businesses per head. So essentially the Japanese, what, what Aziz was saying in the book, which was quite funny, he was like, essentially the Japanese government is spending money for the youth or the younger people to get drunk and, you know, meet people, you know what I mean? Like yeah. at these events, Yeah. but it goes, it, so even does that if they mean, go to these events, does that mean then there, there are less people that are, there aren't that many people that are participating in these events? No, I think that people are still participating in the events, but I think you still come back to the the dichotomy of the women wanting the men to be more assertive and aggressive right. and or not aggressive, but like to ask for numbers. And the thing is they might exchange numbers, but the issue of the the that was kind of exhibited in this book is that okay, let's say we're on this thing, and I get you. You're like, you know what? I like this guy, Daniel. Here's my number. I take your number. <laughs> we we might start texting back and forth. But I'm a very like shy, traditional Japanese mm-hmm. guy, and I would be like, oh, I'm not gonna ask Rose on a date unless I'm a hundred percent confident that she'll say right. yes. So the so the back right. and forth will be like it might go on for ages about the most meaningless things. Eventually, you oh. might just get tired and be like, you know what? Yeah. You know, so, so that's what, ha- that's what's happening. And then happening. if the girl, if the girl were to ask him out, he'll be like, oh, she's too forward. Exactly. She's too forward. She, I couldn't introduce her to my parents. There's no way she's not a pure, pure oh woman. Oh my God. Yeah. So, so the issue, whole- the solution is not to fund these programs. The solution is to try and change the perception and also not to make pansies out of these men. God damn. <laughs> Seriously. 
<laughs> it's so That's funny. The problem. Well, the problem is that, you know, as women get stronger, mm-hmm. you, you know, it, the, the women get, getting stronger is a good thing. Yeah. But then we also want men that are either just as strong as us or stronger than yeah. us, potentially. And yeah. I'm, not, I'm not just talking about like physical strength. I'm talking about just like, you know, just, yeah. you know, we still want a guy that's, you know, going to be courageous and assertive and, um, and that's what, you know, we're still mm. attracted to. And so exactly. Yeah. That, that is a huge issue because I, if you're making a bunch yeah. of, uh, like if all these men are all, you know, too afraid to even ask a girl mm. out, then yeah, the girls are not going to be interested either. Exactly. Well, and I think, I think you like really hit the nail on the head when you said about the whole, like Korea and Japan are these, like these economies that have kind of just exploded, you know what I mean? Become really, really, yeah. and, 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 and they were really traditional countries before. Right. So you have that kind of the battling mm-hmm. because I still think, are. Exactly. And I think to some degree, to a much, much lesser degree to Japan and Korea, but I think that this whole um, identity of men and women, it's it's happening in North America as well, to a lesser degree 100%. though, right? So like you yeah. said, as women become more uh, powerful, more kind of career driven, everything else... Mm-hmm. Because that had even even in North America that had been more of a traditional like man's role to take care of the household. With that shifting, there it has caused some impacts with dating and stuff. Uh, in, even here in Canada, Absolutely. the U.S., this kind even of places. Here. But I think because exactly, but I think because we weren't as rooted in thousands of years of tradition like Korea and Japan, mm-hmm. the the problems weren't as exas- exacerbated as they are there. Yeah, totally. So I think that yeah, it, it's. It's true that even in Canada and in the mm-hmm. U.S., you, we've seen, for example, that uh, I'm not sure exactly in the U.S., but or I don't know where the statistic is from, but like more women graduate from universities than men. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that was the number. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I think that was the case. Yeah. And and that's really interesting because the thing is that, again, traditionally, we expect that the man makes more money and the mm-hmm. man is more successful. But now we're seeing a huge number of women that are now business women that are successful, that yeah. are making lots of money. And yeah. they also then expect, because a man's always been used to, you know, having to be the provider and they like yeah. being the provider. They, you know, they get an ego thing from Oost. being the provider. Okay. Yeah. So they don't mind having, you know you know, a, a girlfriend that's a waitress or, uh, you know, whatever, yeah. you know, or they don't mind having a wife that's staying at home doing nothing. Yeah. However, because traditionally women have always, you know, thought of man being the provider. Mm-hmm. So we are attracted to that kind of thing as well. Yeah. Maybe naturally, maybe because of society, maybe a mixture of both. Yeah. And then because we're attracted to that, it's hard for very successful women to actually find a mate. It's actually harder, I think, mm. for a more successful woman uh, to find a mate because she becomes uh, much more choosy. And, yeah. the, you know, all of the men that are not making, you know, the same amount of money or maybe not just money, but are not in the same kind of status or whatever it is, yeah. you know, women don't find that necessarily uh, attractive. attractive. It's interesting because you're, I think you're really right on that in a sense that mm-hmm. like, and of course there's going to be exceptions to the rule, but I think you're right. A lot of the time for a man that becomes, uh, you know, like a CEO, senior, you know, really, really successful, driven, you know, high, high flyers, everything else. Like you said, they don't mind if their wife mm-hmm. is a, you know, stay at home mom or, you know, working, like you said, you know, more of a, you know, less, not that there's anything wrong with waitressing or anything like that, but like less kind of, you know, uh, ambi- not ambitious, but like 
you know what I'm trying just to say? Just like, yeah, like, less less paying job or whatever it is. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, less Whereas, uh, where, seen as important in society, even exactly. though all jobs are important. But continue. Exactly. Whereas on yeah. the flip side, you're right. If a woman is in that same position, I think she would be much less likely and not mm-hmm. want to maybe date a guy that's you know not yeah. driven or as you know as successful. So it's yeah. an interesting another dichotomy to be thrown into the world of, of <laughs> modern dating and the the craziness that is. I mean. I think that the whole, I think that's like a huge thing to be said about this whole shift of gender roles, not even a shift yeah. of gender roles, but like, well, yeah, just the changing dynamics. Yeah. Economic, and, and, yeah. And, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was, I was just saying that I, I think it'll be interesting maybe in, I don't know, in the next couple generations after mm-hmm. us, yeah. maybe it'll shift because you know, we're kind of in the, in this like in between generation of like, it's yeah. still new that women are working and making lots of money. True. It's still a very new thing. Um, Even in our parents' generation, it was less likely so. So I do think that we are in this in-between stage where, you know, women are still attracted to men that might be more successful than them and they might want men that make more money. But then maybe in the next two generations, maybe that won't be really the case. And we can finally have a society where it's fine if the man is not making as much money or it's fine if the man isn't, you know, X, Y, and Z. And it's okay Mm -hmm. if a woman is a little bit more assertive. Mm -hmm. So I think that's interesting. Yeah. A little, a little side. To, we uh, shall di- see. Yeah, we'll, we we, shall we'll see. see. We'll see what happens. So, well, that's why I'm going to be single forever because oh, I'll God. be, I'll be a powerful carnivorous woman. <laughs> you are definitely. You are <laughs> I the. I can't even most say the word. Carnivorous. Carnivorous. There you yeah. go. Yeah, you be a carnivorous woman. You know, even though I'll be a herbivorous hell. I think I think you you definitely you definitely gonna be one of those uh, tiger moms when you have them children, Rose. God damn! Oh God damn! I'll be a tiger mom to you already. <laughs> yeah. <I> be- <laughs> well, I ain't gonna be coddling my son, okay? If I got a son, I'm. God damn! You're gonna whip him into shape, aren't you? Mm-hmm. This is mm. why you shouldn't coddle your kids. Okay, that's yeah. another lesson. Okay, do not coddle your kids. Mm. Especially Women when they get- or, like boys or girls, do not yeah. coddle them. I think especially once they get to a certain age, like when they're obviously when they're babies, but like once they start growing up, like you see so many examples of like kids that are like in their twenties and their parents still do so much for them. Yeah. And I'm just like, Oh my God. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm living at home right now. Cause I've just moved back to Canada, but like, you know, I'm going to be doing all of my own cooking, cleaning, laundry, everything. Like I'm not going to be, you know, yeah. relying on my parents to do that for me. I'm 32 year old man. So oh, God damn. Um, but yeah, so Japan, very interesting. What going, else? Anything go, else about Japan? Oh God, there's a whole, there's oh my so, God. there's another documentary that I watched yeah. and it was like, there's so many interesting, if you just go on YouTube and just search mm-hmm. like Japan, you'll probably find yeah. so many interesting document. Oh, another, I have another theory about this whole yeah. Japan and why there's so many, okay. why people are just so afraid to talk to each other. I think there's yeah. also, there's an element of culture that's very, um, this is where Japan and Korea differ vastly i think there's a very polite culture in japan where everyone is very polite um Mm. i i've never been to japan but my parents went and they said when they went everything was so clean it was so fantastic because everyone was so nice and polite and but the the one problem with that is that it's kind of like a lot of people are afraid to offend right so Mm. i think when you have too polite of a culture it becomes you know, it's kind of like similar in the UK where people are just really polite, but it doesn't mm. necessarily mean that you're, it's going to be, what am I trying to say? If it's, you know, we're just too polite to each other. It's going to be hard to make real deep connections. And I exactly. think that you, you end up having a lot of artificial, uh, you know, interactions with people. Cause they're and, putting on a front. 
Exactly. Right? Potentially. Yeah. Potentially, right? I mean, if you yeah. are all expected to be polite, not everyone is polite in nature, but you're expected to put that exactly. on for everyone. So it's yeah. going to be hard to have connections. And I think that's partially, mm. uh, you know, the reason why a lot of people, um, again, in Japan, and also that coupled in with all of the extreme technologies that Japan has put out, you know, yeah. like having a virtual girlfriend, for example, they had like, have you seen that commercial yeah. with the hologram have, oh my girlfriend? God, yes. That kind of stuff is very popular in Japan. Like the idea yeah. of having like a doll for a girlfriend or like a, you know, a hologram for a girlfriend yeah. or whatever mm-hmm. for a girlfriend, like a technology, like a robot yeah. for a girlfriend. And so people are kind of turning to those artificial things because the thing is we yeah. are humans, right? So we create, we crave human interactions. So it is not exactly. like Japanese people are not normal humans and that they don't crave human interaction because if 100%. that were the case, they would not create these artificial means of interacting with another, exactly. you know, with something of a, like a human. Mm. No, exactly. Right? The, so they are creating good, it. it no, and this is such a good point. It actually really ties into the like the next part of the Japanese yeah. kind of <laughs> oh stuff that was talked about. And it's really interesting because another mm-hmm. concept that they talked about in Japan is you're right. It's not that they're not wanting this kind of interaction and stuff. It's just that, again, this whole culture of being shy. Another issue as well that they briefly touched on, which might be different in Korea, I'm not sure, mm-hmm. um, is the fact that even if they are on dating apps, one of the things in Japan, because they're so polite and, you know, all this stuff, it's and also they're not very big into like self-promotion. So the the idea of oh, like okay. taking a selfie or a picture of yourself is considered really narcissistic and it's like not something that was like it's really frowned upon so a lot of the dating apps and stuff for no, example that's they'll not have japan a, no no in japan this is the thing they don't want to like for example that's they said japan that's about some other country in the middle east i remember this part are you sure 100 did you take proper they, notes <laughs> I did 100%. No, because they said that like one girl was saying like a lot of the pictures would be like um of like rice cookers or like really random um Random stuff. Hundred percent is Japan. I know. I, I literally just listened to this. Are you sure it wasn't? Hundred percent. So they okay. so they'd have I'll pictures of you. like group pictures. Hang on, where does it? I hundred uh, <laughs> percent is Japan. So they would have like pictures of people in groups, like where they might be in the picture, or right. they have like pictures of like a cat or like a, a rice cooker. And it's because they said like if the people are putting lots of selfies and stuff, it's just con- they're okay. considered really really narcissistic. Okay, mm-hmm. I'll believe you. Trust, they did, trust think, and believe, I, Rose. I think the reason why I um, got confused is because there was another part in the in the in the book where they talk about mm. some other, some country in the Middle East, and yeah. they were saying that like, yeah, it's not normal to take pictures of yourself or post mm. pictures of yourself. Yeah. So maybe it's a similar thing, but that that one mm-hmm. was more of like a religious thing, I think. Like yeah, you because they're not supposed, supposed to be on those to, apps and stuff. Yeah. yeah. But anyways, um, yeah. okay, interesting. So. Yeah. And I swear to God, it's true, guys. It was in the book. (laughs) Um, So going back to Rose's point, though, about how, you know, the issue isn't that these people aren't craving some kind of human interaction or of this kind of stuff. So there's a concept that I thought was really interesting in Japan, which is the concept of a host or a hostess club. Oh, yes. Yeah. What these were is like, for example, if I was with a bunch of my guy friends or even myself, I could go to a hostess club where I'd have, it's almost like a, it's not sexual in nature at all, but it would have like a almost like geisha style girl that would come and sit with me. She'd pour my tea, maybe give me a shoulder massage. She would hear me out of all my problems. Like it would be someone to talk to. And that that whole idea of that fear of rejection is taken away because you're basically paying for the service, right? So you mm-hmm. know that she's going to be that kind, sympathetic ear to you while you're having your problems. 
uh, or whatever, whatever you're mm-hmm. basically company. And it's the same for women. There's the host club where they'll go and meet, you know, where there'll be like a more charismatic Japanese guy that will, you know, yeah. entertain them. Um, which again, like, uh, I don't know. It just feels a what bit like, what do you like, think about that? Is that weird to you? Like, does, doesn't that sound weird? I just don't think it sounds weird. I mean, it's, it's a bit strange at first on first glance. I think to me more, it's kind of a little bit like not sad. It is sad. But a li- yeah, yeah. It's a little bit kind of like, they you make know, a lot of money. Those hostesses and hosts. Yeah. Apparently God, I should go to, I should go to Japan and work at a <laughs> yeah, host club. You'd be club, very you know? popular over there. Exactly. You should, you should be a host. Yeah. Um, no, I remember in, I think they do have a similar thing in Korea as well. Again, I don't think yeah. it's as like popular, but, yeah. um, but I do remember back in the day, like, I don't know if they still have this kind of thing, but it was like really uh, sexist where basically men yeah. would go to these like, you know, karaoke bars or something. And then, yeah, they would have, mm-hmm. I mean, essentially what you would probably call a hostess, like someone coming in, like the waitress would come in and like sit yeah. with them and like pour them drinks and like let the guys like, you know, touch them and stuff like that. It's just like, it's just like, yeah. you know, but yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, uh, it's, it's, a it's bit, sad. I- I think any time, and this goes for like a number of things, it goes for like prostitution, all of this kind of stuff. Like yeah. any, any time that I feel, and maybe and again, I might be coming at this at a wrong angle, but like, and, and, you know, feel free to, to jump in whenever, <laughs> but I just think it's a, to me, it's a little bit, the second that I'm paying for human interaction, I just feel like it's a little sad, you know, like mm-hmm. I'm paying for well, some people need it. Apparently. That's true. I mean, you're the right. There's, is, a, there's, I, I think the, the problem is that we, uh, it's, it's, I guess it's the fall of this, uh, idea of, you know, again, coming back to the whole capitalist idea of we've created this, you know, again, on the outside, Japan, Korea, Mm. uh, looks incredibly successful, but then until you actually delve into the societal issues that have come out of all of the success and a lot of it is because of the success of the economy that a lot of these societal problems came about mm-hmm. because again like a generation ago this would not have even crossed anyone's mind that this would be an issue yeah that you know people are just not even having interactions not just not having mm-hmm. babies but like not mm-hmm. even talking to each other not even like engaging in relationships exactly with the opposite sex that is you know so many uh there's so much wrong with that and then of course with that now comes you know the capitalist solutions like hostess yeah. clubs and yeah. you know, cuddle cafes. Can we talk about that too? Yeah. Cuddle cafes. Oh God. Oh God. Well, there's another one too. Do you remember, do you remember them talking about the, uh, soap land? What is soap land? Oh God, Rose, you don't remember soap land. Soap do people land just like put soap all over you? <laughs> yeah. So basically what happens? So apparently, and again, this, this could have changed, uh, right? We'll talk about uh-huh, the cuddle, uh-huh. cuddle bars as well or whatever. Yeah. Um, but soap land is, and it's, and it's not frowned upon. So I guess, um, full penetrative, um, sex prostitution is illegal in Japan. So the soap technically, yes, sure. Technically soap. I mean, this still goes on. Soap land is like a kind of a legal alternative to this where basically a man would go there and he lays down and woman would cover him in soapy water and they wouldn't have sex per se. But then what she would do is she would slide her body <laughs> all over him and the soapiness. And then there could be also, if they wanted to pay extra, they could get a happy ending. So, um, yeah. And apparently it's like a common thing. Like it's normal for like people to be out, like a group of guys to be out. One of them say, Hey guys, I'm going to go, I'm going to head over to Soapland, And it's just like is normal. It's not future? even like, is but Japan this, the future? 
<laughs> like, no, but the thing is, the thing is, the interesting thing about like this, about you, what you were saying about how, you know, these mm. economies have grown so much. And I, I almost think it's similar in the Western world, but again, to a lesser degree. But do you think mm-hmm. that a lot of this economic growth almost comes at the cost of... Yes, um, absolutely. Of, of human interaction. Of community, of human yeah, interaction, of, of family. Yeah. We're seeing it in... Yeah, like again, Asia is an extreme example. Uh, yeah. We're seeing it in Korea. Too. And again, another thing to note is that in Japan and Korea, they have the highest suicide rates in the in the developed world. In the world. I think yeah. Korea is number one and Japan is pretty closely number two. So yeah. it's a very, uh, you know these are problems that, you know, did not happen again a few generations Mm. ago. So yeah, I do think that to some degree we are going to see more and more of these problems arise from the rise in, you know, the global economy because Mm. even just, I always talk about this, but it's like the breakdown of like having a community is already a big issue because I think back when our parents were young, maybe, um, you know, when my, my, my parents were young, they lived Mm. in, you know, a neighborhood where everyone knew each other and yeah. they would all like make kimchi. I talked about I remember, this. They I remember like, you go telling me about the yeah. kimchi stuff. Yeah. It's so cool. Everyone would make kimchi on the same day and then you would just yeah. go over to each other's houses and just like help each other make kimchi. Like that kind of like community mm. was very yeah. normal. And if you mm. needed like, I don't know, if you ran out of rice, you would just go to the next door and ask for some rice. And mm. that would not really happen in modern day and age. And I do feel like yeah. that kind of stuff needs to be kind of uh, we need to kind of bring that kind of stuff back yeah. because those interactions are crucial, right? Mm-hmm. Not just with romantic relationships, but just but having just communities. And the problem exactly. is uh, now I see that, you know, this is why when I think about like a relationship or, you know, having a family, I think that that's why it's necessary because if you are single in today's day and age, you're mm-hmm. just going to be alone mo- more likely than not if you're living in a you know big city. Yeah. You know, you're going to live alone, maybe with a friend. Um, but as you get older, maybe your friends are going to get married. Mm-hmm. And because of the breakdown of this community, and I know we talk about breakdown of the family, but breakdown of a community is also, yeah. I think, something to be discussed. No, and definitely. So if you're single, then like, mm-hmm. and you don't have your own immediate family, then you're just single. Yeah. It's, it's kind of sad. No, it is true. And I think that this is like, because the thing is, at the end of the day, as much as we like, you know, think that we're this superior being or whatever. At the end of the day, we're animals, right? We are Mm -hmm. like a, we're a species of animal. And one of the things is we're a social being, right? So you're right. Mm -hmm. Like if you have this breakdown of community and this sense of, you know, belonging to a group of people, um, and you're right, as you get older and you know, if you are single, you don't have that family, you're going to be kind of more on your own. Um, and it, and I think, it does do things to you. Like, I think it's something to be said. You're saying about like Japan and Korea are, are prime examples of, you know, the, these huge amounts of suicide. And mm-hmm. I think a part of, a big part of that is because, you know, a lot of people that are single are by themselves yeah. and they don't have that kind of, cause we talked about um, a big thing in Korea was that whole mukbang culture, which arose yeah. out of the fact that people are sitting at home eating dinner by themselves. So yeah. you have people that are not having a constant level of connection with others and that can do stuff with your mind. Do you know what I mean? It makes mm-hmm. you can, can, can cause anxiety anxiety, depression, all sorts of stuff, which can lead to people committing suicide, you know? So I think that all of this stuff, you're right. I think we need to start looking at maybe bringing some of this stuff back or trying to like fix these, um, I don't know how to even, I don't know. Well, I actually, I saw a movie uh, a few years ago. I think it was called Mm -hmm. like happy or happiness or something like that. It Mm -hmm. was a documentary and I thought it was really interesting because one part of the, so they were showing different people's stories of yeah. like, you know, you know, how they're happy or something like that. And mm. 
Uh, I don't. Did you watch this? Did I recommend it to you? This is a few years ago. It sounds familiar. Yeah. One of the stories was about a woman that was like really beautiful, like physically beautiful. Mm -hmm. Like she would win like beauty pageants and stuff. And she got into like an accident and her face got all messed up. And then she's talking about how like how she still found happiness. That's just one story. But another story, which I found really interesting was I think this was somewhere in Scandinavia. It it may have been like Denmark or something where Mm -hmm. a woman was living in this like community where it was it's like what we you know people have like old folks homes old folks communities but it wasn't just for old folks it's just anyone could buy like a let's say like a little house or a unit in Mm. this like community and you would have your own space like you would have your own house and everything but then they would have a community communal area where Mm. um, I think each household would make a meal for everybody like taking turns and then they would all eat together so you're still oh, part of cool. like this like big extended family, but you also yeah. have your own. So you have like kids living there with their family, but also like single people living yeah. there. And I think that could be, you know, a good, I don't know. It could be good. Solution. <laughs> yeah. But they, they, they say like, it's so important, like these kind of community like mm-hmm. initiatives and, and things like really like, you know, it, it, it does a lot, not just socially, but also, you know, I think also with regards to crime and things like that, like it can yeah. help so many different elements of being, it's basically that whole idea of feeling connected and belonging. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So the second you're like single and by yourself and isolated, you can really disconnect and it can be, Oh God damn. Oh God. Did Something you hear happened? that? No. There's a thunder right now. Even oh God. Be blue please sky. say it's not. God damn. Anyways. The heavens be, <laughs> like, the heavens be on us. <laughs> oh God damn. Um, but yeah, so mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's crazy. And, and you know, Oh God! There is some Did big thunder. It? Yeah, it just like shook my house. <laughs> oh my we're in the same. We're in the same city, Daniels. God damn it! Be we gonna make too. a make a real connection very soon. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm so excited um, to see you. Okay, continue. But yeah, just I love finish, how I we're, we're talking about romance, and now we're just dissecting uh, societal problems community. as we always do. Actually, you know what? I think this is a really good topic to talk about, though, is like talking about the whole like we could go into so much about the the community, the breakdown of the community and like yeah. maybe look at some but I stuff. Think, see, it's interesting how all of these romance issues like dating issues are mm-hmm. all like elements of, you know, the society and the way yeah. that the society is structured, mm-hmm. you know, like well, it's all women's rights. Right? And yeah, it's all yeah. interlinked, like how yeah. how women getting jobs have created issues within the dating sphere. And like it's mm-hmm. all really interesting. Yeah. Um, any any other facts about Japan? Well, Should we just we, make this whole episode about Japan? Because I, I think feel we're like almost it, running yeah. out of time. Because okay. I think yeah, because the next one we're going to talk about, but we don't have time to go into it. Because Buenos Aires. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have an episode <laughs> dedicated to Argentina. Rose's <laughs> one of Rose's favorite countries. <laughs> um, no, 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 no. We could we could talk about Argentina unless there's is there more about Japan. Yeah, there's some more. There's a little okay, bit more okay, stuff. Okay, so let's let's finish off with Japan. Japan and then um, because again, it's interesting. We talked about this this need for still that human contact and connection in Japan. And so, as a side note, so Japan has this. So you have this this issue of the the herbivore man and everything else that we talked about earlier. And then you have this. They call it a replace a relationship replacement industry, which we talked about with the hosts and hostess clubs. They actually call it a re- relationship replacement industry. Where they have fake girlfriends and fake boyfriends. That's kind of stuff. Yes, yeah. I've and, heard of that too. Yeah. And they have like this soap land, these cuddle cafes that you mentioned where you can go and like someone like, I don't know, pats you on the head, snuggles with you. Oh God. 
this kind of stuff. And it's like crazy. And then there's also the idea of sex robots. There's a huge, huge sex industry in Japan, which shows yeah. you that although they do want to have sex, exactly. People are still, <laughs> people are still horny and they want to have sex. And one thing that they talked about, which was so awkward in the, in the book, do you remember the tanga, the egg? No, tell the me. The masturbation egg. <laughs> what? Oh, is this like a sex toy? Yeah. So apparently oh, there was damn. like a big thing, a big we craze. We gonna get demonetized on YouTube. <laughs> oh, God damn. Yeah, we are. But oh, whatever. It is what it is. Um, but they had this like egg that this company, Tanga, I guess, came up with. And it was the future of doing masturbation. Um, <laughs> and... Yeah, it's crazy. Like, was I it mean, incredibly popular? Did it sell like hotcakes? I think it was. It was really, really popular. And and then I remember Aziz commenting. He's like, you know, he actually tried it. <laughs> I don't remember this was, part. Why do I not remember this? Uh-huh. Yeah, and he was like, I don't get the like the um the um appeal the appeal of it, you know. And I guess in a symbolic sense, it was a kind of way of getting around not having like casual casual dating and sex. But I don't know. It's a weird. Right. Weird thing. I don't know. It's a, it, Okay. J- but the whole, again, another crazy thing about what's going on in Japan is this, mm. yeah, this idea of like renting a boyfriend, yeah. renting a girlfriend, and even renting a family. Have you seen, there's a video on YouTube seen- that I watch as well, where you can like literally rent a family. So what? you just hire people to come into your house and like kind of, you know, act like your mom, your dad, and you yeah. know, your sisters or whatever. And I think some people rent, um, like, for example, some people will rent, like, a boyfriend to, like, go to a wedding with. Mm. So, like, the, the boyfriend will, like, you know, act like a real boyfriend yeah. in front of, you know, the, you know, the relatives Family, or whatever. Yeah. I oh mean, God. it's crazy. Yeah. But I mean, it's, 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 it's weird to me because like, why don't I, you just go get a boyfriend? <laughs> exactly. Cause like if I, if I brought, if I went to a wedding, like a family's yeah. wedding and I brought a rent a boyfriend. Well, like, no, no, they wouldn't know though. Yeah. But my parents would be there. They would probably ask me like, why are you, you know, well, if my parents weren't there, I guess. Well, you would probably act, you would probably say to your parents as well that it's your boyfriend. It's your boyfriend. Like you're yeah, not going to be like, I rented a boyfriend. You would say, course, oh, hi, this then, is my but, boyfriend. But then I guess like my parents would be like, well, how come we're just meeting this person now? Like, what the hell? Like, what well, is you going might, on? You might want to introduce your rent a boyfriend to your parents, you know, a few months prior. <laughs> yeah. You know, rent you got you to introduce them. You got to build the story, right? So you have yes. to introduce, you have to have the dinner with your friends where you introduce your rent a boyfriend. So you're going to have to rent them a few times. Oh, you know God. what I mean? You know, they need, they need to teach in schools. Well, first of all, they need to somehow get rid of these like idea of having separate girls and boys schools. Yeah. So that's one solution. Yeah. Um, so that people can start interacting with each other, mm. you know, from a young age. Cause that's, yeah, that is one part of the problem where exactly. people are just not, they don't know how to interact with each other. Mm. And yeah, you just got to get people talking and being, you know, connecting. humans. Yeah. This is it's crazy. It's just like, it's mind blowing. So I guess like right now, I mean, and I think Japan is still like having these, you know, these issues. Yeah. And well, again, if you, also, ha- God damn. Yeah, if you have men and women going on opposite trajectories, it's like, they're never yeah. going to meet in the middle and you're going to have cons- consistently issues. Um, but I still, I, you know what, I, we need to do a trip to Japan, you know, this, oh, needs I to- want to go to Japan. I heard I- it's really fun. Yeah. I want to go so bad. I think bad. they're having some sales, Daniels. We should oh, look at the, damn. we should look at the flats. Goddamn, well, I need to get a job first, okay? Once well, I get a job, then... Should we go to then... a cuddle cafe? <laughs> should we? So, cuddle cafes, if you haven't heard of them, are pretty much exactly that, where people just go and pay money, and <laughs> I think I they would get cringe. to cuddle with somebody. 
Oh my god, I it's so I, cringy. I watched like yeah. a again, I watched like a thing about it and it was like a girl dressed up like and there's different services you could buy. So you could be like yeah. cuddle and like make eye contact. <laughs> 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 or like cuddle and then they like pet you. So you pay extra for the petting and the eye contact. Yeah. Oh, and God. then, yeah, it's just that uh, that is so sad. I know. Like how, how did we come? How did humanity come to this point? Because I think, I you know, know, we need to look at the overall picture of humanity yeah. and not just point to Japan. Because clearly, I mean, Japan is extreme case. Yeah. But if we're not careful, other places gonna, could, you know, this exactly. could happen. Exactly. And, and people oh. be people be going to them co cafes. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say I don't want to visit one because I think it would just <laughs> I, I think I would just like I think it would be really weird to me the whole concept of like being in a thing and having somebody just come and cuddle me. Like I don't know. It's I, so oh. weird. It's but Especially they have like, cuddle parties in even in like Canada and like US yeah. and stuff. Really? Where they just like cuddle each other. I don't know. It's 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 a whole fringe group thing. Mm. I'm not judging anyone if they want to do that. Yeah, you know? true. I maybe mean, they want, maybe own. they enjoy it. Yeah. I you mean, know? everyone, everyone does love a little cuddle, you know, like I like being cuddled, <laughs> but I don't not by a random stranger, uh, not by a stranger. <laughs> no, I'd rather be cuddled by like somebody that, you know, I knew, um, oh, God, <laughs> uh, you, you, God, it's so basically we're doomed. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. <laughs> that is oh. once again the uh the summary of our the, discussion we're that's doomed true. that's true well i mean yeah I, w- I mean i wonder what's gonna happen with uh with japan hopefully yeah. they can uh you know well i think and even I, in korea yeah i think i think that you know it's gonna continue i mean obviously in some ways it's good that the government has already identified that this is a problem so hopefully that they might even have a special love department in the government i think they do i think they do yeah could you imagine oh what's your job title oh i work in the love department in the uh (laughs) japanese government i organize that is to get people to bang to to get together get married Mm -hmm. and they have apparently they have also marriage support um programs in japan where they'll like have like special trips and stuff for married couples oh that's nice we should go to japan i should go and live in japan I know. Well, once you meet somebody, well, actually, I'd be too. I'd be too carnivorous for I know, I think the you, Japanese you, you culture. You would scare the Japanese. Most of the oh, Japanese men. Some of them will be fine, but I would scare all <laughs> the. See, but that's the thing. It's like if you were Japanese, if you were a Japanese guy, and you were even just like remotely like quote unquote manly. Yeah. Then like you would. It was, it'd be just a playing field for you. You know what I, I wonder, mean? Yeah. I wonder if that's why, well, I don't know. Cause I don't know what the expat community is like in Japan, but I wonder if like yeah. expats that go there, they like, especially men, more so men, hundred percent. Like, they must be so successful because. And yeah, I've heard Japanese girls like Western men. Yeah. Yeah. So, but then again, at the same time, if a Western woman went there, the Japanese men might be scared. I don't know. <laughs> oh, God. The Japanese men. Oh yeah. I think, I think if it was the other way around, yeah. the, the guys would be scared of the yeah. women, Yeah. but women like, uh, the Japanese mm. women like, uh, you know, foreign, Western men. foreign men. I heard yeah. it's, it's, in, it's interesting though, but I mean, I, I do want to put a little caveat. Like we know that like not all Japanese men are like that, but it is an overarching problem. And that's why there is an, there is an issue. And you know, the stats speak for oh, themselves God. really, you know, God damn. I just, I just need to Google this for a second. Japan herbivore men. Oh yeah. Um, I hate this terminology. It's so annoying. Uh, whatever. You know what? It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think that, so yeah, that concludes. Oh, wait, I need to Google this. Oh, no, wait. Rose is pulling something up on uh, the lovely herbivore um, man. Oh, God. The rise of the herbivore men. Oh, yeah. apparently. Okay, look. 
the um let's see come on come on the herbivore man is not a vegetarian <laughs> <What>? <laughs> oh god um the sociologist Maki Fukasawa coined the term in 2006 to describe males who had next to no interest in marriage or romantic relationships. Mm. So it's not just men that are just pansies. It's like just yeah. men that have no interest. Well, they say that they're um, not interested, but yet they still go to these. They, they do still right. seek re- like interaction. So I think it's wrong to say that they don't have any interest because they'll go to the host clubs or Soapland or, or whatever, you know? So, (laughs) Oh God. Um, ever since that phrase was conceived over 60% of Japanese men have self identified as herbivore men. Yeah. So it's a problem. Oh my God. This is actually crazy. Um, Yeah, the even the government uses the term to categorize over sixty percent of young men who aren't having kids, as well the as well as the high rate of male and female virgins throughout the country. Mm. (sighs) Guys, it's it's an issue. It's an issue, guys. So um, I don't know. Western men go to Japan. (laughs) (laughs) No, what 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 do you do for that's bad? Exactly. I think I just think maybe there just needs to be. Well, I mean. Maybe the whole concept of having a mono uh, ethnic culture should just be erased to begin with. Yeah. Why do we like? Why do we need like Japanese like one hundred percent Japanese people or one hundred percent Korean people? It's like mm-hmm. that kind of weird, you know, ethnocentric. Is that is that the term? Like that kind yeah, of yeah, ethnocentric obsession one, one. with yeah. That doesn't necessarily have to be there. Like that's not really the problem. Exactly. So I, I think, guess yeah. I think. You but know? I also th- I also think a good point good point is mm-hmm. mixing mixing like for the Japanese at least mixing schools at a young age get people mm-hmm. interacting with each other from like a very young age so that you know yes. it's not such a because then they can make friendships of opposite sex and it can start exactly. building from there right so that's, I think that's where it starts so, like making yeah. those friendships because if you don't exactly. make friend if you don't want to make friends with the opposite sex then that's going to be really difficult for you to even exactly. talk to the opposite sex so that's exactly. probably a big problem mm-hmm. oh god damn so god anyways damn. Yeah, but yeah the whole I feel like. Uh, maybe we put a little too much emphasis on, you know, oh, like we must have more Japanese babies. I don't think mm. that's the issue. It's more no. so that in the country. Yeah. Um, well, I guess one issue could be that the the culture might die out if it, yeah. you know, if it continues this way. I don't know. God damn. Exactly. But I think I think that the main issue here that I, I mean, obviously the baby thing is a little bit of an issue because you know, obviously if you have a culture that is potentially could die out. But also, I think mm-hmm. that the, the issue, the main issue at the at at the moment is just having that human level of interaction, you know, like, mm-hmm. I think that's, that's, there's something to be said about that. And it's a, it is really so sad. Much. It's so, so sad. That yeah. like that commercial with the, the holograph girlfriend, Ugh. I was like, cause they made it seem like, you know, you know, like, Oh my God, this is, you know, I have a girlfriend. Yeah. But it was just so sad. Even the commercial was so sad. Just well, and people take them to like the, restaurants and stuff. Oh my God. Like at the end, at the end, basically the guy is going to bed and then he was like, it's so nice to have someone care for me or something like that <laughs> or some, something so sad. And I was like, oh, my God. I was like, yeah. I just want to give you a hug. <laughs> yeah. This is the thing. It sounds like they just need a hug. You know what I mean? Like, they they're just going need to a hug? The, they're going to the cuddle cafe paying for it. You know, someone yeah. give them a free hug. Give somebody a <laughs> hug, you know? It's just so sad because like, it's, like it's, like it's a country full of people. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's a full of people that could potentially be, you know, just, you know. Together. Co-mingling. Yeah. And it's like, why are you not? Why? Why? 
There's so much it's, opportunity. There's so much jam. <laughs> I know. It's crazy. Well, I watched this one episode of, um, you know, the, the, the TV series Queer Eye. They do a Queer Eye in Japan. Oh, and shit. one of the makeovers was this guy and his wife, and they were having some, yeah. some marital issues. Issues? And they, ha- they hadn't, like, been together, like, slept together for, like, a long time. Right. Um, and the guy, again, he was really nervous, really shy, and they were trying to bring him out of his shell. And, you know, it was really interesting to watch. And, mm. you know, they had some stuff that they needed to talk through, and he, like, he finally opened up to his, opened up in some ways with his wife and everything right. else. It was, it was nice. But again, it showed again, that culture of you right. know, not talking about things and being kind of like uh-huh. a timid, timid guy. That's always smiling, always, you know, pleasing, right. and, you know, this kind of stuff. So, so yeah, sad. Know. It's crazy. Well, there you crazy. go, guys. Um, instead yeah. of talking about modern romance, we talked about the societal issues of Asia. Hope you enjoyed. Yeah, no, <laughs> um, no, but it has to do with like international dating. So it, br- yes. so it brought it kind of, um, Full circle. So, so I guess yeah. we're talking about the love life in Argentina in the next episode. Is that what's happening, Daniel? That is going to happen. That's going to be a uh, a hot one, Rose. Oh, goddamn! <laughs> it's it going to be opposite of the Japan problem. No, but they have their own issues there. Believe me. Yeah. <laughs> God, humans. So, we have so many issues as human beings. Goddamn. Oh, goddamn. But yeah. So ho- hopefully you guys enjoyed the episode. Um, again, thanks again for tuning in. Uh, don't forget to subscribe or follow us on Instagram at the Savage Podcast. Um, and and um, what else? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I lost my like like lost wow, my. Daniel, uh, you're always so great at this. Do you want Check to do us out on Patreon, guys, to get yeah. the episodes early. It is patreon.com slash the savage podcast. Mm-hmm. We also do bonus episodes as always. And of yeah. course, thank you so much for listening. And we will <laughs> speak to you in the next episode. Yeah. Bye, Bye guys. Bye.